0: This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1106. IELTS Speaking Tip Specifics Increase Scores.
1: Can you increase your IELTS speaking score a whole band point? Get micro. Today we teach you how to do just that and why it is so important for your score. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
0: Drunk a little too much coffee though. I'm a little buzzed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now why is that? Why did you drink more coffee than normal today?
0: It just tastes so good. I have this (laughs) cream that has vanilla in it and it's just so delicious and I'm not usually a big coffee drinker so even if I drink two cups it's a lot for me.
1: Some people I know can
0: just drink a ton of coffee. Not me.
1: <laughs> me and Lindsay are like that. We drink coffee all day.
0: Nice.
1: Um, I. This is a good example, guys, of something we're talking about today, about how to answer more specifically to increase your IELTS speaking scores, because this could be something you talk about on the exam. Um I'm going to tell you why I feel like I'm immune to coffee. Um, But before Mm. (laughs) I tell you that quick little story, guys, um, what is this a good example of? So on speaking part one, there could be a question like, do you prefer coffee or tea? Now, Mm. some students might just say coffee or I like coffee, it's great, or I drink coffee every day. And like in daily English, that's fine. But did you guys, I hope you noticed the details that Aubrey gave there, right? The vanilla creamer, Um, not usually a big coffee person, two cups is enough, right? It's these details, guys, that rocket your IELTS speaking scores, all right? Now, just real fast, as a side note, um... When I was in high school, I had a number of part-time jobs, and one of my first jobs was working in a coffee shop. And like, I would make myself mochas all the time because I mean, you're a teenager; it doesn't matter. Like, you could all the chocolate, have all the sugar, the chocolate, or whatever. So, I was drinking espresso like all the time, and I think I just made myself immune. I think I vaccinated myself against <laughs> caffeine. <laughs> Is that possible?
0: Whereas I'm the opposite. I didn't grow up drinking coffee. I didn't start drinking coffee till recently. So right. I have no immunity to right. coffee. Exactly. It affects me a lot.
1: Exactly. Oh, so funny. Okay, guys. Um, so the the one of the reasons why we thought about teaching you these details today is because we were talking about a three-keys IELTS student that increased her speaking score by a whole band point. Um, Bettina went from a speaking 6.5 to a speaking 7.5, and one of the main reasons, guys, is she paid attention and practiced. Giving specific details in as many answers as possible. Now, I say as many answers as possible because I think sometimes our advice, I don't want you guys to think these are like strict rules for every single answer, right? Because maybe specific details aren't always possible. You know what I mean? And that's fine. Like, you don't have to do the same thing in every single answer. But whenever possible, we're saying, You need to give specific details and examples in your speaking answers. So we're going to talk about how you can also increase your speaking by a whole band point by simply doing this one thing, guys, getting specific.
0: Yes, exactly. And we've seen students in personal coach classes lately have, they're having this issue where instead of getting specific, they're very general and they end up repeating ideas. So we don't want you guys totally. to do that. And we've noticed another issue where if a question is asking you to get personal, instead, they still stay general, sort of just talk about their culture. Sometimes you have to get specific. You have to get personal yeah. in order to get that seven or higher that you need.
1: Yeah, completely. Um, Yeah. So I'm glad you mentioned personal coach because I remember um, that made me remember that just yesterday, actually, I was doing a mock speaking test with one of our three key students and he had not completed the speaking module yet. He wanted to do like a check in first. You know, he wanted to do a check in with me and just see where his scores were at right now, like what he needs to focus on, um, which is fine. I mean, you could definitely do that. And this was one of the the myths we had to clear up in our session was like he was surprised to learn that you, you must – get personal. You must relax and get a little informal in speaking part one and part two. It is not a job interview. It is entirely different, right? Um, So you need to approach this with the right mindset, you guys. Um, And also, Aubrey, you were commenting about this topic before we started recording because of the the brainstorm that you threw at our three key students in the Facebook group. Can you tell us about that?
0: Exactly. So every Tuesday, I put up a Tuesday morning brainstorm where it's often a part two speaking question, a typical question you would get. And this one was to describe something you own that would be difficult to replace. And students sometimes. It is a tough one, right? And some of the comments, students were staying a little bit general, sort of just talking about things in general that are difficult to replace, electronic gadgets or, you know, photos, things that are sentimental. Right. And I thought about this, if this were a speaking exam and that were the answer a student gave, it really wouldn't be answering the question because you're being asked to describe something you own that's difficult to replace. You have to get personal. You have to talk about actually something you own that it would be devastating to lose it, that would be impossible or difficult to replace it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Guys, you have to notice that every part two cue card is a singular noun. It is always asking you to describe one Thing So if you find yourself speaking generally, adding a lot of different ideas, you're not tackling the topic, right? You're not addressing that question. Um, So if you're just like, yeah, I mean, you know, phones and pictures and blah, 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 like mm-hmm. that's not answering the question, like Aubrey said, right? So if you want to talk about photographs, then let's see. Here's an example. I would choose my, okay, my favorite photograph of James and I that would be impossible to replace because it is such a unique moment in time that is frozen in this image is a photograph that we got to take at a bicycle event. Um, this was four years ago. All right. So he's, you know, a little guy compared to what he is now. Cause now he's like a giant. He's like taller than my mom. But anyway, um, We went to this bike event where you, uh, it's a free public, uh, celebration and you cycle through a neighborhood for like three miles and every park you stop at, there are different activities like circus performers and a bouncy house and stuff like that. And there was a local credit union that was sponsoring a picture booth and we got to dress like, um... Uh, Like, gangsters? That sounds terrible. But, like, um, (laughs) just, like, I don't know. Like, having, you know, um, handkerchiefs around our heads and, like, posing like we're like super tough and with like sunglasses and stuff. And so this picture is so funny. And the way that we're wearing our handkerchiefs is just hilarious. And I keep this photograph in my room. I look at it every single day, you guys. And it's just so precious to me. I can not imagine losing it.
0: So I want you guys to notice (laughs) this part two answer Jessica just like snuck in there, right? (laughs) Which was amazing, right? It's easy to fill two minutes because you're telling these great stories about this photo. You've chosen one thing, like the questions asking you, that would be difficult to replace. And you're not trying to just describe it for two minutes. You're telling a story. Why is it meaningful, right? And so many interesting details, so much great vocab comes up because you're just letting yourself to very naturally and natively talk about why it's important.
1: And I I also want to point out, um, the, the way that natives comment on their own words. So for example, when I, so we're always worried about being, um, politically correct. You know, I mean, Mm. Aubrey and I are for sure. sure. And I know guys like being culturally sensitive is something that a lot of you think about as well, being appropriate and polite. Right. Um, So I hesitated before I said the word gangsters because I didn't want to like Mm. stereotype any part of the population. So I hesitated and then I commented on that hesitation. Right. I was like, oh, my gosh. Maybe this is terrible to say, but we dressed up like gangsters. So it's like you can pause and comment on what you're saying. You can pause and comment and be like, as an aside, say, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be, you know, terrible. But um, like that's that's also a great sort of natural way to sound more native.
0: And it's such a great strategy to keep your fluency score up because if you let yourself get derailed by that and pause while thinking <laughs> right. should I say gangster instead I yeah know. narrate your thoughts right just narrate out loud why you're thinking that and why it might be a bad thing to say <laughs> just like you did <laughs>
1: I will- I'm so worried about hurting people's feelings. Like, that's, that's the main thing that makes me uh, hesitate at any point in time. Totally. Um, all right. So let's throw out a few more examples for our students so they can see what we're uh, trying to get across here. How do we go from general to specific? So let's talk about a couple part one questions before we finish up today, Aubrey. Um, all right. Here's a question. What do you usually eat for breakfast? I love the breakfast topic, any food topics. I love asking our students about. Um, So have you heard students give general answers for this? Because I know I have.
0: Yes, definitely, right? That they would start by just talking about what people in general eat in their country or in their culture. Yeah. You know, and they might be sharing some interesting details and saying, um, you know, we actually usually eat vegetables instead of, Um, some cultures that eat sweets for breakfast or breads. So yeah, interesting details, interesting vocab. But if you're asked specifically, what do you usually eat for breakfast? You can't generally answer about your culture, about your country. The examiner wants to hear what you eat.
1: That's a Yeah, I have heard that a lot as well. People saying like, well, you know, here in my country, it's common just to eat bread for breakfast. And I'm like, okay, but what do you eat? Like, do, do you, you know eat? what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. like the strategy here, guys, is to go as micro as possible, like right. g- get as small as you possibly can. So the point here would be like, wh- you know, what did I eat this morning? Like that's how specific we want to get. So if I were answering this, I would say, Um, actually, to be honest, I usually just eat a piece of toast with peanut butter. Uh, But this morning, because I was so nervous about coming to my IELTS exam, I skipped breakfast and now I am starving and I can't wait for lunch. (laughs) Nice. Um, Okay, so what's another question that we hear general answers, but we need specific answers?
0: Okay. So the question, what do you like to do on the weekend or what hobbies do you have? Something like that, right? So sometimes I'll hear a very general answer about um, just, you know, what friends do, what sort of individuals in general like to do if there are fun museums or clubs to attend in your home country. And I'll start getting details about that. And same thing, I'm thinking, but what do you like to do on the weekend?
1: (laughs) Totally. Totally. Um, So let me ask you, Aubrey, Pretend IELTS student. What do you like to do on the weekend?
0: Oh, I love to get outside. Um, If that's hiking, um, we often go to our kids' games, soccer games and flag football games and softball games are often on the weekend because that's when we have time. But it can be really difficult to cram all of that in on the Saturday and Sunday. So it ends up being pretty stressful. But I still really enjoy (laughs) seeing my kids, you know, participate and get outside. So it's fun.
1: I know. I feel like we need a weekend after the weekend to know, recover. To recover. <laughs> um, like a vacation after a vacation. You know, like you're so tired after these things when you're supposed to not be. Um, but I want to pull out a verb there that is so good. Cram. We need to cram everything in. Um, I have heard students use this because they learn it as like um, to study a lot before a test, right? We need mm. to cram before an exam. <gasps> that rhymes. But we can also. <laughs> (laughs) use it when we're trying to do a lot of things, anything, right? Uh, Cram a lot of work in on a Friday. Cram a lot of activities in on a weekend. Um, So anything that you're trying to do a lot of, you can use that verb cram, which is fantastic. All right. Awesome. Aubrey, thank you so much. This is super fun.
0: Yes. Same. I love these. I think it's so fun. And guys, just remember, get specific. I loved how you said get micro right? Share one thing and then lots of details about it and a story, make it interesting. And that vocab, that idiomatic language is going to come out when you're sharing details, when you're getting more micro.
1: I Okay. Just last thing, I promise. Because this is also something Aubrey and I were talking about which is really important for you guys to know. Um sometimes you have to shift your perspective. I think a lot of students in speaking mm. and writing are just trying so hard to use fancy words and fancy grammar that they lose focus and it just becomes messy and confusing. And yes. this is something to shift your focus on in speaking guys. Prioritize the ideas themselves. Prioritize the information you're communicating, being specific, being personal, right? Being you. Prioritize that, and the rest will follow. Right, the vocab will come. Everything else will come. So prioritize the information. Um, okay, we should do a podcast episode about that next week. But anyway, mm. that's all for today, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. As always, remember to follow us wherever you're listening and check us out on YouTube. And as always, go to allersenglish.com slash my score and take our free IELTS quiz. All right, awesome. That's it. Aubrey, have a good day. Yeah, you too. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now, and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash score. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness.